You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. There comes a time in every parent's life when we have to let go. That is, we have to let go of the daytime nap. When your child sleeps in the day, you get little pockets of time back. And if you're clever, you'll use them to have a cuppa and read a book. But if you're like most parents, you'll probably use that time to try and clean the house, make dinner, do the washing. And then they decide that daytime sleep is no longer necessary. And they intend to be awake all day. It's tough, I know. To help us through this letting go process, we're joined by sleep consultant Natalie Herman. Hi, Natalie. How are you? I'm good, Siobhan. So what age do children generally start dropping that nap? Uh, It's definitely um, quite a large scale, but I'd say um, usually about three would be the age where um, they should be dropping that nap. Um, and ways that you sort of know that your child is ready is if they literally fight it. So every day there's like that attempt and attempt and attempt by a parent to put their child to sleep and they just can't fall asleep anymore. Um, Another sign that your child is definitely ready to drop their day nap is if they're lying awake um, until about sort of nine or ten at night and they just literally can't fall asleep. And and we all know that that's what that's what daycare does. Sorry, I love daycare, but they do sometimes. Keep yes, them exactly. Nabbing. I remember when my daughter was probably about two and a half and probably not quite ready to drop her day nap. And I would be in there. I got so cross. And I remember coming out of the room. I was at my folks' place. And my dad looked at me and he said, Siobhan, she's only two and a half. And I felt like such a meanie because I was getting so frustrated with her. Um, You say that those are signs that they're ready to drop a nap, but if they're still quite young and they're resisting, should we try and persist with them or is that a sign that they may be ready to drop it sooner than others? Yeah, so I'd say um, I'd give you yourself about six weeks um, as like a trial um, of still attempting to put your child down for a nap during the day, at which point if after six weeks you're really, it's not happening, then I'd sort of let it go. And what I would recommend in this situation is actually to make bedtime earlier um, because what we want to avoid is putting your child to bed overtired. And if they are still in this phase of sort of needing it and not really needing it and kind of in that middle transition, one of the ways to combat overtiredness is to put your child to bed a bit earlier, just until their body has actually adjusted to not needing to sleep during the day anymore. And it's actually quite a difficult transition to go through. And as I said, it can take some time, about six weeks, to kind of get them used to their new routine of not sleeping during the day. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with sleep consultant Natalie Herman about dropping the daytime nap and how we can manage it. Natalie was just saying that you should allow your child roughly around six weeks to get used to that either, well, to get used to it or for you to work out whether they really want to drop it or not. Um, One thing, you were saying that it is a big transition for them. (laughs) I think it's a big transition for families too, right? Definitely. Because there's that time when they start and you're trying to get them to bed early. Even if you say they go to bed at 7 and you start putting them to bed around 6.30, witching hour comes back to haunt you, doesn't it? I mean, when they're babies, you get witching hour. And then when they're dropping their daytime nap and they can be so hard to manage. Um, Do you have any tips for how we might manage that 
period of time when even if we're bringing them to bed earlier, but they're still finding it really hard to get through the afternoon? Yeah, that's definitely a very good question. What I would suggest is what I call downtime. So a lot of people tend to um, have really busy days and they have after school activities. And I actually think when your child or after daycare activities, and I think what I would recommend is having a time of the day where you say to yourself, okay, we're going home no matter what. Um, And I always recommend it's about 4, 4.35. And we just say the day is ending for us at this point. Um, And this is when downtime starts in the house. And what I define as downtime is where everything's very relaxed. There's not necessarily visitors that come at that time. Um, You know, the house is very calm. Um, Some people try and dim the lights or have like, um, you know, less screen time at that point. So there's just at that time before bedtime where you're making a great effort to actually relax your child into bed. So by the time you do take them into bed, they're a lot more relaxed rather than overstimulated. And children that or parents that are experiencing that witching hour, it's usually that sort of very overtired child, overstimulated child that hasn't had a chance to wind down. And I know myself also, if I've been out all day, I'm exhausted and I need that time to, obviously as a parent, we don't get that time, but if I didn't have children, um, I would need that time to kind of unwind and relax um, and get get myself ready for sort of the evening. So children are exactly the same. What about, and my son is, he turned three at the end of May, so he's He's dropped his sleep. Um, well, actually, he just refuses to sleep with us mm-hmm. or with my um, parents. He's with them two days a week. And three days a week, he's with daycare and they um, he does have a nap with them and then he's up till like nine o'clock at night. But when we have him for the day, and this happens so often that we will be home, home around three o'clock and chilling out. They might be watching a bit of TV. That's normally when it happens. Or even if we get in the car, he is out like a light. And then both my husband and I are looking at each other going, you're putting him to bed tonight. No, you are. No, you are. Because we know he'll be awake. Mm-hmm. What do you do in that situation? Do you just like keep prodding them so they don't fall asleep? Well, so this is, this is really difficult because I think the problem here is that there's lack of consistency. So um, if he's used to having a nap at daycare, his body is used to having a nap in general. And that's why he does fall asleep in the car. So I think there needs to be um, a conscious decision that's made as a family that says, okay, if we are going to help him, we really need to get rid of this nap altogether. Um, And the first step would be to actually eliminate it during the day at daycare. So he can have a chance to actually get used to having a full day without sleeping. Um, And so to avoid, I mean, you can't always on the weekend avoid putting your child in the car. It's just not realistic. Um, But to allow him to kind of get through this transition successfully, it's about being consistent in general with his routine. Is that something that you come across a lot? Because um, childcare, I can imagine, like he he has such a great place where he goes, but there's what, um, 10, 15 children that they're looking after. And I can imagine, can you, you'd be there going, yeah, everyone go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. So very hard, very hard. I think it's about, um, you know, just having, trying to have that good relationship with your childcare and, um, and the teachers there and just trying to get them on board with what you're trying to do. So it's whatever change you're going through with your child, whether it's toilet training or sleep issues or whatever, 
if um, you are trying to implement a new routine at home, you kind of do need their help to implement it during the day as well when you're not around. Um, Some do, some don't. But yeah, it's a very, very challenging experience. But I would definitely say not to give up on it. Um, Definitely have that conversation with them, Um, whether it's like a baby or an older child that we're talking about. If you're trying to do something at home, it's very difficult to, to have it done successfully if it's not happening every day. Well, Natalie, I'm so totally going to go and talk to them on Monday. <laughs> thank you thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you for having me. That's Natalie Herman. She's a sleep consultant. And if you'd like more information about Natalie and how she helps families with sleep issues, we have links on our website. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible. And you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.